Hello, my name is Leah Furness and I'm part of the community support team at Community First Yorkshire. For those of you who manage community buildings and village halls, it is becoming increasingly important to think about how you heat and light your halls in as environmentally a friendly a way as possible. And we are increasingly receiving more and more queries from halls about how they can do this. So this morning, I'm joined by Debbie, a committee member with responsibilities for facilities at Wurzel Village Hall in Hambleton. And she's gonna share with us what they have done. Morning, Debbie. Good morning. Morning. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Could you tell us about the changes you've made to how you heat and light your hall? Yes, certainly. And um, I think I'll give you a bit of history, actually, Leah. Um, way back in 2009, we decided, well, no, we, before 2009, we decided we needed to buy a new village hall simply because the insurance company wouldn't um, actually insure our old wooden building through the winter. So we had to close it through the winter. We could use it in the summer, but then we took the decision to actually try and raise some funds through various methods, uh, lottery being the biggest one, to actually do a new building. And it was at this point when we were at the design stage that various um, organisations, I suppose, came to us uh, and put to us about uh, renewable energy heating. Um, yeah. And ground source heating is actually the one that we went with. So that was a decision that was made in conjunction with building a new hall. Um, so unfortunately, I, I think I've said to you already, we don't have any before and afters uh, in terms of uh, what it looked like, because the buildings are completely different. Um, the old one was an old wooden, as you can imagine, you, you, know, you can remember old village halls as they used to be, uh, an old wooden well, hut, that sort of thing. Uh, and this is a brand spanking new, brick built, purpose built. It, it's quite big. Um, uh, so yes, and it's got fully um, automated uh, ground source heating. Lovely. What's just out of curiosity? The old building. What kind of heating did you have in that? I seem to remember it was electric storage heaters. Okay. Um, um, in, we have no oil in our village, so there was no question of it being oil based. Uh, I'm fairly sure it was electric storage heaters. Thanks. That's just interesting for the comparison. So just to pick up, um, obviously, I was going to ask you how long the process took of installing them but with it being a new build it was obviously quite a long <laughs> quite a yeah. long process were there any issues particularly with installing that element of it with the ground source heat part of it or did that kind of go okay uh, no it seemed to go fine and um, we were very lucky in as much as um, the land that the village hall was built on was bequeathed to the village by a local farmer way back in the day yeah i think probably in the 40s or 50s i'm not quite sure how, how long ago and um, so we had that patch of land uh, and very luckily, the son of that farmer still has fields either side of it. So we were able to sink our boreholes. Um, I'm fairly sure they're on his land because we haven't got much of a border at the back of the, the hall. And I think right. that's where put them rather than under the car park. So I'm fairly sure they're in his fields. Um, so we've got two, um, two boreholes, which seem to be the method that they, they, taught, they, they wanted us to go. But remember, this is, well, we started this process probably 15 years ago because trying to get lottery funding and any other kind of funding, as you know, is <laughs> not an easy process. It's very time consuming. So yes, it's probably about 15 years ago. So I, I imagine that the whole issue about ground source and renewable heating will have, will have moved on with the technology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that I'm sure the technology certainly have. I'm, I'm not an expert myself. It's a, it's a step too far for me. Um, yeah. 
when you were saying that you had people approach you and you were considering sort of renewable technologies, did you ever consider anything else? Or was it quite obvious for you with your circumstances that it was ground source that you were going to go for? Because we have heard from people that um, I think some people are put off about the expense of it. So um, it'd just be interesting to hear why it was that one that you went for or if there were even any others under consideration. Uh, I don't think AirSource was um, really on the scene at the time, to be honest, Leah. So I don't, I can't remember, like I say it's 15 years ago, I can't remember there's any other um, particularly renewable uh, energy systems in place. We did look at LPG um, and having a tank for LPG, etc. but that just, that wasn't feasible particularly. Um, and of course, solar wasn't really um, at the forefront either by there at that point. So as far as I can recall, ground source was the only one, but there was two options to that. It was either the filament that they lay out like, um, like a blanket almost, or the boreholes. So we did have two options um, and the boreholes were less intrusive to be perfectly honest, because obviously you're just going straight down. And um, I think they may well have been more expensive, but we did manage to attract quite a bit of funding. Okay, so that was the other thing I was gonna pick up. I know, I know it was a little while ago, um, and obviously funding criteria changes and funders change, but a lot of the big ones do actually stay the same. So you mentioned the lottery. Was there anybody else that you can remember or were there any other activities or things mm -hmm. that you did to get your funding? Yeah, loads. Um, we, we, we got a lot of matched funding, um, which was very popular at the time. And as far as my memory takes me, I think we got matched funding for this. Um, and it was either from, well, we got one lot of money from Biffa, which is B-I-F-F-A. -F I think they're still on the go, not sure. And the other one was, I think, the Carbon Renewable Organisation or something like that. Okay. Something to do with carbon, which I don't think is still around. Um, but we certainly, we managed to get funding from them. It didn't, as far as I recall, it didn't cover the whole cost, but it covered a huge amount of it. But yes, you're absolutely right in terms of sinking a borehole. Um, it's not a cheap option necessarily, but you've got to weigh up against all the other criteria. So, yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually. Um, what have been the benefits for the hall? I know it's hard with it not being um, a change to an existing building to directly compare sort of energy bills and things. Um, mm. But have you, do you think that you have definitely seen that over? Because it's been quite a long period of time you've had it now. You should have really yeah. quickly seen the benefits. Yeah, we have. Um, but there are, there are downsides to it, which we'll come to. Um, but yes, it, it, it provides an ambient temperature, uh, which you can set. Um, uh, so yeah, an ambient temperature is fine, and it, that's right throughout the hall. Uh, all rooms have got the, 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 the sort of pipework underneath. But the main hall is actually, it's a badminton court, so that's how big it is, um, with a very, very high ceiling. Um, and then we have a smaller hall, and then we have a kitchen and a bar area as well. And all of that is heated with, oh, and the, the lobby and the toilets. So it's quite an extensive um, system. Uh, as far as uh, benefits are concerned, we managed to, well, not we, that's not, the, the, um, the chair is, is a local farmer and is very good at negotiating deals, as they are. <laughs> and he managed to negotiate a pretty good deal for us in terms of what our energy costs are, uh, on top of the, the fact that we get it through the, uh, through the, the ground source heating so yeah i would say the benefits are pretty uh pretty good but as you say it's very difficult to do a comparison very difficult yeah. i could get you some costs if you would like me to 
oh yeah that might that might be helpful actually certainly at the next yeah. um next meeting um people may pick this up and ask you some questions about it if anyone's yeah, listening yeah. and they are thinking about how they could fund this project um there is support through community first yorkshire with identifying funding for projects and mm. we have um recently also put together a fact sheet which does pull together um some sort of green um, organisations that do keep lists of um, what's up to date yeah. with funding and our funding bulletin as well. So do have a look on our website if you want a little bit more information on that. Um, mm. You did briefly mention there that there were also some small issues with it. Um, are you okay to go into a little bit more detail on those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest one for us is that it's fantastic for providing an ambient temperature. However, it's very unresponsive. Okay. So if you're going from, say, having a yoga class to having a badminton class, let's for argument's sake, the yoga people um, are on the floor, obviously, but it's a wee bit warmer down there. Um, but obviously they need it a wee bit warmer than badminton do. Um, and we found this as an ongoing problem that um, it, it, because it is such a big system, uh, it is very unresponsive. So in like I say, in terms of ambient heat, it's fantastic. It keeps it perfectly you know i think it's at 20 is it 19 degrees well whatever it's that um, it, and it keeps it at that and it's fine it works very well so we've actually had to install um electric heaters on the wall to give a boost so okay. we've actually got some convector heaters um on the wall which are on timers um so they're not left on all the time um but yeah we had to do that because we did find that some of our customers um just it wasn't warm enough it wasn't okay. warm enough so that is an issue. Yeah, that's that'll be really good for Halls mm. considering this to know. Um, yeah. I do also know from chatting to you that have solar panels as well on your hall. How are you finding those? Uh, good. Um, they have been installed a lot later. They were only installed in the last oh, probably four or five years. Um, I, I don't actually know why we took so long to do it because we have a fantastically huge south-facing roof. <laughs> But anyway, we decided to do it. So we've got the maximum number on there. Uh, 16, I think. I think it's 16. Um, yeah, it's providing, yeah, it, yeah, we've got a good feed-in tariff. Obviously, um, when I personally have got uh, solar panels on my roof, I've had since 2012. So my feed-in tariff is 42 pence a unit, which is extremely good. I think we only get something like 9 or 12 pence, something. So it's not fantastic. They are paid for. Um, it, within you know the money that generated, uh, we sell all the all the um, uh, power to the grid. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, it doesn't actually provide anything directly. We don't heat anything with it because we've got the ground source heating. So clearly, it was just a case of generating power to sell back to the grid. Oh, so that's interesting that it was about mm. generating income for you. And how yeah. did you fund the solar panels? Can you remember? Yeah, we we actually had some money in the bank. Um, we're actually quite a commercial venue, actually, Leah. Um, we do a lot of weddings. We do probably about 12, 14 weddings a year. Okay. Um, and we and we do, we've got quite a lot of hirings, um, which we charge at a, a reasonable-ish rate. So we do have quite a good income, actually. Um, so we do have quite a bit of money in the bank. Uh, well, sorry, we did have. <laughs> and, and did do quite yeah, a few yes, weddings indeed, a year. Indeed. Not so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely, yeah. You're but, going to be um, overrun with wedding requests going forward, probably. So um, <laughs> obviously you've got the ground source, you've got the solar panels. Are there any other future plans that you're considering? Anything that's sort of in the pipeline? Anything you'd on your wish list? In terms well, of actually, 
it actually we have just replaced the double glazed windows as well. Um, we have absolutely enormous floor to ceiling windows in the main hall. Uh, absolutely huge they are. Um, and because they're south facing, uh, the there's some damage to the that and the boarding, the, the sort of um, what do you call it? Panel boarding that's on the walls. I can't remember what you call it now. And um, became really quite damaged in, by the sun. So we've actually just taken because we were closed. We took the decision to spend the money. Yeah. Um, so we've actually just replaced all the double glazing with really good um, uh, quality um, new glazing um, with um, the plastic, the UPVC. Previously, they were wood. So we've done UPVC and we've actually put UPVC cladding, is the word I was looking for, uh, on, on the building as well. And hopefully that will mean that it's, it's less maintenance, you know, less, less repairs, et cetera, et cetera. So we've done that. Uh, and actually, we've also installed, uh, and I'm not sure about this yet because it hasn't been actually used in, uh, in anger, um, some, what do you call it, air conditioning units, um, which actually can, can turn to heating as well if we need to. So we have two huge units on the ceiling almost in the main hall, and we've got two units outside. Um, they're expensive to run, I have to say. Yeah. However, um, because at the end of the hall, we have doors that open out onto a patio area, and we now have somebody who's bought the church at the end of that, and it's a house now. It didn't used to be, it's a house now. And we've also got some residents over the road. Anytime we open the doors, which clearly when you've got a wedding of 150 people in there or a party or whatever, they tend to spill out onto that patio. They're not supposed to because it's not licensed, but they do. And one of the reasons they do is because, again, the ambient temperature is so unresponsive, you can't switch it down. So if you've got 150 people in there, then obviously that's a lot of body heat and then they're up dancing, et cetera, et cetera. Then the doors get opened. So we decided in terms of um, being kind to our neighbours, that we would put in this um, air conditioning system. So I, I say it's not actually been used in anger as yet, um, but uh, yeah, that, that's another thing that we've done. Uh, I think that's probably about it in terms of um, heating and lighting. Um, we, we, we do have, uh, what's the word? Environmentally friendly, I think is the <laughs> word, uh, lighting, um, but again, we're talking 11 years ago now, Leah. Yeah. So things will have moved on dramatically um, uh, in terms of that. But uh, we, we've done what we could at the time. Whether we'll be required to upgrade it at any point it remains to be seen, really. So um, that that that's, re again, I think really interesting for halls who are considering this to get um, a realistic mm. picture. And it does demonstrate, if you're having, if you're a venue that can have those big events like that, it does demonstrate um, some of the challenges. Um, so I suppose my last question really is if anybody was considering um, either the ground source heat pump or solar panels, is there any sort of top tips for them? Anything you'd recommend that they thought about particularly carefully before going ahead with it? I think, um, yeah, definitely have a good look at the costs and the funding that's available and um, whatever there is actually out there. But I do think that the ambient temperature issue is one that you need to think about um, um, and certainly if people wanted to come and have a look at the hall, that's fine by me. I can soon, you know, take people on a tour around it. Um, but I, I do think that's one of the things that we would reconsider. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has caught, I wouldn't say it's caused massive issues. It hasn't. But it is definitely something to think about. 
in terms. But then again, you see, I think when we went to Kirby, we went to a hall for one of your meetings. Kirby Fleetham? Yeah, that's the one. Now, they've got a really responsive heating system that they can do on the phones, but I don't actually know how it's run. I don't know whether it's an oil heating system or I don't know. But um, that would be ideal if we could do something remotely, but we can't. Um, but again, that could just be down to age. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Debbie, thank you ever so much for chatting to me today. If you are a hall and you need any further information around either these issues around energy or any aspect of hall management, please do visit our website, www.communityfirstyorkshire.org.uk, where you'll find lots of further information and support. Thank you very much, Debbie. Welcome. Thank you.